everyone. Welcome to episode six of Ian Squared. It's a lot less dramatic than the beginning of episode five, but it is day two after all. And uh, we start out actually after we play both rounds where we talk about our future plans and how the rounds went. All right. So we played uh, the final round of the Masters yesterday. We have a few win? things to say. Yes, I won by... How many thousands of strokes? So, I won by a little bit. Little bit? Um, so, there's a few topics I want to talk about. And I'll let you talk about this one because in a uh, first week of May, we are going to play the PGA. They will come out the week of the PGA but two weeks before we're going to play. Yes. So we're going to play two weeks before because this episode comes out two weeks after the Masters. And yeah, you know, you're playing on it. Yeah. But I'd rather have it come out and play early than play and come out on the right time instead of that. So, but we do have some things to talk about about the Masters. The first thing is um, you're complaining last night about... <laughs> about the characters and how unfair it was. So why don't you talk about that? All right. Well, as I said last night, I think it's an unfair uh, competition when one of the characters has been so jacked up in terms of its abilities, the four abilities, to make it so that the other person who's playing the other character who's just a straight out of the box creative character has no chance of winning because let's for a comparison your character would hit a drive 100% and it would go 350 something yards my character would hit it 100% and it would go 250 yards my character would be hitting okay. three weeks uh, hold on Mr. Mouthful don't talk, don't talk when you're eating my totally character's left with not my character's left with like three woods to to try and get on the power power fives and two. You're hitting eight irons with your little guy, and um, of course, of course, you're going to score better. And um, so to make it fun, it has to be that both of us have a good chance of winning, and it all comes down to how skillful one of us is on that day or on those four days, over those four days, uh, using the, the controllers and managing the course and so on. Nothing to do with pre-existing skills that have been pre-programmed into it before the competition starts. So it yeah. should start as a level playing field. That way both of us feel we have equal chance of winning and all we really need to do is try and get our game into gear for that round of golf each time. And then I think what we'd find is You'd, you'd do better in one round and I'd do better in another round. And when you get to the last round in the back nine, it'll be all like, we're not, you know, I'm going to play my best. You're going to play your best. And one of us is going to win. And it's going to be a close run competition, not the blowout type of competition that happened at the weekend. So we're going to have two characters. They don't all have to be five, 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 though. Because you can pick a skill set to go eight four four four. That's fine. A skill set. That, 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 so that, that I don't have a problem. It with, still adds up to twenty. Should all add so, up. So and then our two practice rounds, we can maybe get one or two levels. 
fine. One, maybe probably one maximum, maybe not even. And then when we're actually playing the major, we if we get one level, so be it. After if like if in the two practice rounds you're you level up and I'm like 500 XP away, and if I get in the first round, that's fine. But as soon as I hit the second level or whatever level after the practice rounds, um, you're done. So if you level up in the fourth round or in the third round, you can't level up again. Well, I think the important point is that at the beginning of the week, before you start your practice rounds, we create a new character with a total number of points of 20. You yeah. can choose, as you said, you could choose to have eight on power and blah, 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 right? So, and that's fine. And I could choose to have more on accuracy, something like that. Yeah. Um, but that's that's a choice. And that, that kind of represents the different skills and ability of the people, right? So that's kind of re representative. Then we play our practice rounds. You may decide to, to, to uh, in your practice round, to concentrate on driving it in the right place. So you might experiment with different drivers or you might experiment with using three wood versus driver versus iron off the tee. I might decide that I want to read the putt, read the putts, the greens the best. So I might try putting all over the greens and things and try different things there to get read. So we, we can decide to do different things. And if that causes us to level up, I think that's fine because during the four rounds, you're going to be leveling up anyway. Right. But as soon right. when once that and first round hits, what if you hit, let's say you're level two and a half. So you're halfway to level three. If you level up to level three in the first round, you can't level up again. So I don't once know that you can prevent it, though. Just don't level up. Don't use a skill point. You mean don't save it? Don't I mean. use it. No, you can save it. Just don't use it. Oh, don't spend the money to level. So up. once once that first round hits, your level is your level. Can you adjust them in between rounds without leveling up? No. You can't say, "Oh, for this round, I want to put my power down and put my accuracy up." Mm, that's a shame. It levels your level. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Then it, then it is an even playing field for both of us. It's and all... by the way, none of this matters mm. until the the map the the open. The open. So not yeah. until not until July, pretty much. That's right. Um, because the next two ones are on the switch, and there is really no way to get an unfair advantage on the switch. Yeah. The only right. thing that levels up is the club set you have, and I leveled up to a pro club set on Wiggler which is the character I'm going to play, there's absolutely no difference in the play. It just looks different. It's well, literally next, just aesthetic. The next time you're here, um, show me. I want to be convinced that we're not, again, we're not going to be playing with unequal, with an, one of us yeah. having an advantage over the other. So next time, because I don't know the switch at all. I mean, I, I hardly know how to use the controller to make a swing. So you'll have to give me some instructions and things to get me at least at the same level of understanding how to even use the switch. Right. That's fine. Um, <clears throat> so your your bag tag is on order. Uh, we have to order the poster and the certificate from Canva. Oh, you, oh, you do? Yeah, it costs like 50 bucks. Why, do we have to, why, why can't we just make our own? I have a poster. I just... If you, it, it's because it's a certain size. Oh, really? You're getting the, what are you going to do with it? You're going to hang it in your room? I'll hang it up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I don't think we can do the certificate because you post it as a, a letter. 
and the minimum amount you can buy is um, 50, 50 copies. And why don't you just make one in Microsoft Word or something like that and print it? Yeah, we can't just print it, but... Yeah, just print something. We can print the certificate with just paper, but the 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 poster is like like linen, like like thick material with like hangers and stuff. Okay. So I have to buy. Um, and then the other thing I'm going to talk about, one of the other things is the NASA pot. Yeah. And the way we're going to do that because we haven't announced how we're going to do change it. So it's completely changing. It's going to be completely different. The, you mean the way we're, we're going to do the, the money collection? Right? Yeah, the you NASA. Won, you won $6 yesterday. Right. So I owe you $6 for that. I won $5 um, on the par three. We'll add up our money I, and I put gave it... You the, I gave you the $5 for the par three. Yeah, right? I put it in the pot. Okay, what pot? He, the one we've got here already? Yeah. Uh-huh. So that has... Um, I don't know, 25 bucks on 25, it? 25 I think. Yeah, so... And I know I won one, and I think you've won the rest, right? Uh-huh. I think so. Yeah, so I think probably out of that twenty-five, there's like two dollars is mine. <laughs> yeah. And I and I owe you six. So I need to add four to that to make it your pot. And then so, when, let me... when your pot arrives, you can put it in there. Yeah. Which I should check to see when it says it will be here. So the new rules is we have two pots. Each person gathers their own money. And at the end of the year, to make the match of the year even more special, along with the big prize of the year, which could be a fitting, could be a club, whatever, whatever we decide on that. Yeah. It'll be your winnings. You're playing for the winnings. Um, and that's the rule. Run that by me again. Say it again. So in the match of the year, all the winnings, because that would be the last thing of the season. Once the match of the year is over, it's done. We're in the we're in the in between of between seasons. So the day of that last round, so, it's not the end of the posting season. So if you win, the end of the game squared season. If you win, you keep what you've got in your pot, plus you get what's in mine. No. What do you get if you win? Why winnings? What do I get if I win? Nothing. Oh, if you win, you get your winnings. But what if you lose, you, you get nothing. What do I do with the pot that has my winnings in it? What happens to that money? Could I was not- thinking of something. And I was thinking either we could carry it over to the next year. Hmm, sounds complex. So you still keep all the money, but it just it your your counter still goes up or it resets. And the only problem with carrying it over is that you could win at least double what I win from the first year. Yeah, I don't like that. So just both of them go to zero, except one. Yeah, they should both go to zero. So either. Yeah, we need to think about that one. I think the winnings are the winnings, right? Whoever's got the most winnings at the end of the year, basically you've you've won more money, right? So it's... Why does it matter? But it, it depends on who wins the match of the year. What what's your reward for winning the match of the year is what I'm thinking. It can't be just what's in your winning pot. No, and then the big prize of the year. Which is what? Which we haven't decided yet, but that'll be the biggest prize of the year. That could be a fitting. That could be 
new shafts. That could be a new club. That could be grip, you know, whatever that is, which we have to decide. That would be the big prize. Well, here's, here's, here's the other thing to make this even playing field that um, if you lose, you feel the effect, then you need to fund it somehow. Man. Oh, yeah. If I win in in the prizes like new clubs and stuff, how are you going to pay for it? I'm not going to pay. I can't pay for it. You know, that's what I'm saying. So we have to think more creatively. So that if I win something, then I don't. Well, then my, I'm... I don't put my hand in my own pocket and pay myself for winning something. It should come from you somehow. Otherwise, well, then it has to be free, pretty much. Yeah. Other well, other otherwise. But that's. I don't think that's much fun. Well, it isn't for you because you're having to pay for something. But for me, that means I'm paying for everything, whether I win or lose. That doesn't that doesn't make a competition valid. So we have to think about, you know, what your payment, if you want to call it payment, don't think money. Think of some other ways becomes if if you uh, if you lose that match. The forfeit. Yeah, maybe or something. Or you do something. You have to do like an ice bath or something. <laughs> oh, that's an interesting. Or the ice bucket challenge or something. Uh, now you're starting to think outside the box. I, I, that sort of thing is what I'm. Or I have maybe. to go in the hot tub turned off or something in the middle of the winter. <laughs> yeah, break the ice on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll think about it because it will be getting close to winter time again, right? So. Right. So something cold, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, just think about it though. Just take, you know, I know you can't fund it because you haven't got a job and you're not earning money. So, right. How else could you have a, you know, some sort of forfeit or, yeah, some, some way you're paying because you lost. And so it's like, you know, something like that. Um, and if you win, anything else you want to talk about, then you get it. Do you want to see what your trophy's going to look like? So, um, anything else that we want to talk about before episode seven? Now, well, we should talk about seven. the Masters itself. And, um, oh, yeah. We should yes. talk about how the Masters went. One of, um, one of us. Scotty Scheffler should have seven putt and Roy McIlroy should have won. <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. Well, um, I think I did quite well in my, uh, in my uh, prediction then because I predicted he would hang on and win. Yeah. I didn't get I did my not think. Second. I did not I thought think Roy McIlroy would do that well. No, he shot, he, he shot a blinder. He shot eight under. That's a blinding round. That's the best round he's ever shot at the Masters. And it's the best finish he's ever had at the Masters. So that's a good sign. Yeah. Um, so what do you think about <laughs> Scheffler missing, I mean, three putt in the last green? Well, he said in the he said in the off the grid, I listened to it and he said, you know, I didn't keep I didn't put my head up the entire round until I got to the 18th green. And obviously you could see how that turned out. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Yeah. He said it when he was he, he was so jacket. focused that once he, once he came off that focus, he was it was like he was he wasn't playing golf anymore. I was like, yeah, oh, man. his body his body was like, oh, I'm not playing golf anymore, am I? Well, I mean, once you lose your foot, and there's a, there's a lesson. This kind of our uh, tagline lesson, isn't it? Is yeah. like, don't take your focus off your target until you've completed the task, yeah. and then you can celebrate. Don't celebrate too soon. Because yeah. if he had only been one stroke ahead, he'd have lost. Yeah, but he would have kept his focus. Like maybe going up the 18th green, he knew his... he was so ahead that he he said in the press conference, he knew oh, yeah, he was so sure. ahead that 
he said, you know, I, I just then then it was like, you know, just taking it in. It's hard to get it back once you lose it. That's the problem. Once you let it go, it's hard to pull it back because it's like, boom, you've opened the floodgates and all the emotions are coming in. It's like, oh my goodness, I just won the Masters and I'm going to yeah. get a green jacket. I'm going to be on TV. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm sure that's what happened to Sean Vanderbilt at Carnoustie when all he had to do was a double bogey to win the Open. And he and had he a triple. And he, oh, had, he a had a triple to get in a playoff. Yeah. yeah. And lost the playoff. Um, uh, you know, I'm sure he was... Was it a Mac? Who, who won that? Paul Lowry. Yeah, Scottish guy. Local guy, actually. From Aberdeen. I thought it was McIntyre. No, Paul Laurie. No, Paul Laurie won not that open. He, uh, he lives in Aberdeen, where Derek lives. He was apparently in his right. back, back garden with the claret jug full of whiskey, handing his neighbours the claret jug so they could have a drink. Um, but yeah, so that's the lesson, isn't it? You, you, even though it's tempting to relax, before the finish, when you have a big lead, don't don't be don't be fooled. There's plenty of examples in history where people have lost. I mean, those. I mean, it's five shots, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, he was able to pull it back. Thank goodness. Even that putt that went in didn't go in the middle. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he caught a six putt. That. <laughs> I know. But it was, uh, he already it, had four. It just shows how much of a struggle it is to even pull it back, even when you're like, oh, well, I need to get this game finished. Uh, that was quite funny, but he's a very. Uh, I, I think I predict we'll see. My my fear for him is he will he is suddenly going to be on every talk show. Yeah, every, he's going to and it's going to get to him. Isn't it? The big danger, and I've seen it before with players. The big danger is suddenly sponsors are going to be queuing up to give him big money. He's going to be on every talk show with his green jacket. Blah, blah, blah. Golf is going to take second place for a while, and it's a bit like the concentration on the last green. Oh. If you put golf second for a while, it's hard to get back to where you are. And I've seen players do this and win something like the Masters, go around praying and never win a competition, never win a major again because they could not get back to that level that they had. And all the fame and and notoriety and other things just just changes them a bit in their concentration and their and maybe it's maybe it's not so much concentration as desire. Once you've achieved that. That desired oh. thing. How do you keep moving, moving up so that your desire stays strong and burning? That's where people like Tiger and others are so phenomenal. In that, you yeah. know, they're they're they're. I mean, that's one smart thing Tiger did was he came out and said, "I want to beat Jack's record, eighteen yeah. majors." Eighteen majors. People were like, "Are you kidding? Eighteen? Some skinny little kid." <laughs> that he was at the time and he wasn't skinny he wasn't skinny and for much for much longer was he yeah so uh well you, you look when he was younger he was a skinny looking you know you um and so setting the the bar that high and doing it publicly and setting it out there there has to be times that he's gone the only reason i'm doing this is because i said i would be that good so yeah you know, there's a there's a balance between confidence and setting targets if you set it too high and you don't have the confidence to go with it, you'll give up easily because you'll yeah. say, oh, it's a mountain. I can't climb that mountain. Yeah. Uh, you have to be careful with that stuff. But it's, it's good to have. Have you ever been taught or seen how to do vision boards? You know Didn't you vision, teach me that? You know what a vision board is? So that, like the thing and then the arrows going down. Well, they can be. There's different types of vision boards. Do, do some research on it. 
they're a good idea. It's like setting out a three-year plan or a five-year plan, but you create a visual. You know, like you create a thing you put on a you could do it on a whiteboard or something like. That. You create it and then you have it in front of you every morning. You look at it and go, "That's my bit. That's where I'm going. That's what I'm aiming for." Right? Yeah. And it's and it's, um, you know, it's a it's a you set yourself objectives and then you break them down like you did with setting the project plan into, you know, yearly, monthly, daily tasks to get you there. And uh, targets and monitor your progress, that sort of thing. All right. So I have one more thing to say. Go ahead. And that is, I'm in progress of my brand new course. Obviously, River Rescue Run mm -hmm. uh, will definitely be out by this time, and you can go and play it if you get the game. Um, but my next course, uh, which I'll is reveal the, the name installed? of, is the game installed in this machine here? Yes. Yeah, it oh. is. Okay, so I could play it on that one. Um, yeah, good luck learning how to play that game, uh, especially on my settings. Why? Oh, we can it's show not me easy. Show me next thing. It's harder than the Wii. Um, I'll, I'll give you a little sneak peek, but um, I'll, I'll spill the name here. It's called, it's going to be called Agape Lake Golf Resort. It's going to be a resort course. It's going to be very, very luxurious. It's going to be Augusta type thing with the pine straw um, and then the trees going up and it's going to be high planting. Uh, it's going to have, I'm not going to spoil any theme other than that, because there is a defining feature to it that could spoil the whole thing. Um, but I'm going to wait on that. Maybe I'll say it at, at, once I'm farther in the course and it gets closer to posting, maybe episode eight, nine uh, in the PGA episodes. But that's going to do it for phase one, pretty much the first leg of being, of being squared pretty much. Um, I think the Masters is a good way to end the first leg and get into the second leg from kind of May, early, early, like late, late April to uh, beginning of late, late June. And then mm -hmm. the final leg from July to October. So right. first leg is done. And the second leg is the beefy leg. The second leg has beefy leg. <laughs> second leg has four majors in it. How could it have four? We just did one. Two, two on, two on the switch, and two in real life. But what about the one that's on the Wii still? That's in that's in the third leg, or no, it'd be three because we'd have PGA and the U.S. Open and the Club Cup. Because actually, the, well, okay, we won't spoil the thing for the McEwen Classic. We'll talk about that next episode. Uh, do we have an idea for next episode? I guess we're gonna talk about. Uh, first thing we're going to talk about next episode is going to be the beginning of beginning of the posting season and our handicap trends. I was, gonna, I was so, just going to say we should talk about the fact that our handicaps That is going to be the beginning of episode 7, okay. which will be recorded as soon and, as I get back from and my I California also, trip. I'd also suggest we talk about um, the round we play Jack Frost next Monday. My birthday boy. One year birthday. My birthday boy round. I'm supposed to rain. Well, it's, it's, it's supposed to <laughs> don't rain. Don't care, though. I Do we care that it's going to rain? No, I mean, I it's going to rain before. And uh, um, it's a good... A good maybe, maybe we'll call it... We'll probably call it Birthday Boy. Yeah. That's what that will probably be, episode seven's name, Birthday Boy. So make sure you bring the mics. Maybe we'll... we'll bring the mics. Up. We'll record up there. Yeah. We'll talk about the game. We'll probably record some of episode seven, just talk for a little bit. Maybe go on some tangents. I'll see what I'm bringing out. So about, That's going to end episode five and six, the, the major. I, what do you have to say? 
No, I was just going to say I, I booked the tea time for 10 a.m. Okay, yeah. Um, that is going to end first Leg of Beat Squared and episode 5 and 6, the first major. I'm Ian. I'm Ian. And that will do it for this one. See you next time on Ian Squared. Yeah, that's it.